0: The winter season marks the start of some sports and activities, but this year in the pandemic, things are different. On this episode, here from Johnson County Park and Recreation District on how safety is a top priority as people take to the court.
1: Whether you live in or just love Johnson County, Kansas, JOCO On The Go has everything Johnson County. Here's what's happening and what's coming up in the community you call home.
0: Thanks for joining us for Joko on the Go. I'm your host, Teresa Freed, a Johnson County resident and employee of Johnson County government. Johnson County Board of County Commissioners, sitting as the Board of Public Health, recently approved a public health order that requires additional safety measures to slow the spread of COVID-19. The order, of course, also pertains to all of Johnson County, including the Johnson County Park and Recreation District, which, as you might imagine, had to take a closer look at its sports and activities to ensure compliance with the order and just general safety of those it serves. Here to talk more about that is Shannon Saunier with JCPRD. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: All right. Well, first of all, can you just tell us um, a little bit about your role with uh, the Park and Recreation District?
1: Sure, Teresa. I'd be happy to. Uh, Again, my name is Shannon Saunier with Johnson County Park and Recreation District. I am the Assistant Superintendent of Recreation, and I oversee the sports, sports facilities, and concessions for the district.
0: So when we think about winter sports and activities, what sorts of things are we talking about here?
1: So we're talking about uh, basketball, volleyball, futsal, and indoor soccer primarily. What's futsal? We get that question a lot. So futsal is um, uh, it's basically court soccer, if you will. It's, it's a soccer-type game played on a... Uh, basketball court. It's actually really popular in the Kansas City area. They have one of the largest futsal leagues in the country.
0: I had no idea. All right, good information there. Well, obviously, we're in the middle of a pandemic and things, you know, are always changing. It seems like new guidance, new information is coming out. Um, This has been a challenging year, I'm sure, for your department. Can you talk a little bit about some of the, um, the ways that you've adapted?
1: this has been the challenging year, not just for our department, but just for our whole region and for the whole country. And, and so I, I know everyone's dealing with this to a certain extent or the other, you know, we, we shut down our, our full spring season for all sports. That's typically a, a very, very busy time um, in our industry. And so during that time, our, our uh, senior leadership started meeting every single day via zoom to kind of talk about all the different changes and things happening. Uh, the community and really just trying to find a way to, to move forward safely with um, uh, discussion with the appropriate parties. So we've been, we've been playing sports uh, since early June, both indoor and outdoor. And, and so guidance was developed uh, with, in conjunction with the state of Kansas, uh, the state park and recreation organization, Kansas uh, Recreation Parks Association, as well as the Johnson County Department of Health and Environment. Everything was so new and surreal in the first few months. It's natural for processes to change and develop as more experience and knowledge is acquired. So we really try to encourage participants to limit the non-necessary parts of the game. So instead of a high five, maybe you wave to the other team. Um, Try not to share sports equipment. Space out on the bench. Um, Really try and, I think we're kind of, creatures of, of wanting close relationships that we're really having to try and spread out just to try and keep everybody safe.
0: And I'm sure that's a huge challenge uh, because people are so used to doing things a certain way. And especially when you get into competition, you know, you kind of revert back to those, those same habits probably. I and mean, I think it just about, you know, my, my son and when he plays soccer, um, it's, it's, it's hard to, to keep kids spaced out. So how do you guys do that?
1: You know, what we found over time, and it's been a lot of trial and error, um, you know, we just really try to educate everybody, you know, and we try to get everyone in the mindset of we're trying to be able to keep playing. We're trying to keep playing safely. And to do that, it's going to require everyone to give some and to kind of get out of their comfort zone and come about it from a a different angle. So, you know, I think most people are generally trying to do their best and, and trying to, do what they think is right for their family. So that's all we can ask. You know, it's, it's, it's just really required for all of us to work together.
0: So I know it was a little bit easier during the summer months, you know, when some sports were outdoors, you could space out a little bit, you have that air circulation, which certainly helps with lowering the risk of spread of the virus. Um, now that we're into the winter sports season, what are the changes that you guys are making?
1: Right, so our, our uh, protocol has developed over time. Um, you know, no one in, in our lifetimes has had to deal with a pandemic of this nature and tried to play sports during that time. And so over time, we've added uh, mask wearing for folks coming in and out of facilities. Um, you know, that developed over toward the end of the summer, but more recently with the new Johnson County Health Order, we've started requiring masks of those um, coming in the facility, but also those that are, that are playing games. Um, You know, some people really welcome this change and wondered why it took so long. And some folks um, expressed concern that there may be other health issues with wearing masks while playing. Um, You know, we're doing our best to educate everybody and as well as if someone has a qualifying exemption, then they don't necessarily have to wear a mask playing. We're trying to do our best, uh, again, to, to keep playing going forward another change that that we added in the last few weeks is we reduced the number of spectators for practicing games so for our practices we're asking that that no one comes in for spectators we're really just trying to limit those numbers so the kids can still come in and practice and for games we're allowing one person to come in to try to really keep those those mass gathering numbers down so as you can imagine that requires a a lot of compromise. Does dad go in? Does mom go in? Um, you know, and, and so we definitely are sensitive to that and the, the public wanting to, you know, have something bright in their life, which is, which is well, for a lot of them is watching sports. So it's just, it just felt necessary at this time. Um, and again, we're working with the, the Department of Health and Environment to come up with these recommendations. So
0: and I'm glad you you mentioned that too. So what kinds of discussions are you having with uh, the Department of Health and environment on on things to consider?
1: Well, as hard as I think my job's been through all this, I know their's has been five times as hard. and they're they're not only looking at sports, which is in reality just a small facet of the different parts of life that's happening in Johnson County. I mean, they're looking at everything. They're looking at restaurants, they're looking at gatherings of family, you know, we just got through Thanksgiving and such. and so their challenge is immense. And so what we've tried to do is kind of be an extension of them. If there's ways that we can help educate the community, if we can contact folks that um, need to be contacted to try and keep them safe, then we're all ears. We're we're willing to help. And and you'll see a theme through the different things I talk about is is working together. Because I think really that's the only way we can go forward and try to get past all of this.
0: And can you talk a little bit about how this pandemic has impacted the people you serve, and then also the staff? Because I'm sure you know everyone's world is kind of turned upside down right now.
1: It absolutely has. You know, this spring, whenever um, everything grinded to a halt, uh, JCPRD had to furlough a good portion of, of our staff for uh, over a month, and, and that was tough. That was tough. Um, you know and luckily at the time there was uh, things in place with the the state of kansas that provided extra funds for those folks that's that's still a hard pill to swallow and we certainly um are, are mindful of that you know we we've we've looked at this every single day uh since march in one form or another um and again we're, we're not unique in that aspect everyone is having to deal with this as far as sports you know once they canceled the ncaa tournament that was a real wake up call for me. That, that told me every possibility was on the table. So in regards to our players and families, they're having to choose many times between not playing a sport they love or playing their sport under different conditions than they're accustomed. Not only is it different, it may continue to change as time goes on. So most of the time it's recommended for grandma and grandpa and other seniors to stay home. And so again, watching youth sports of children and grandchildren is a favorite pastime of many. Our hope is to get back to normal as soon as it is deemed safe to do so.
0: And have you seen families um, sort of, like I mentioned, adapt to these new circumstances in in unique ways? Like, are they doing more videos of, of kids playing sports and things like that to share with others?
1: Well, if this pandemic's taught us anything, it's how to be flexible. And whether people like certain changes or not, or whether they agree with them or not, they've certainly demonstrated creativity in dealing with it. You know, um, you talked about people recording and streaming. That's happening quite a bit. You know, um, sometimes there's there's someone that's set aside for a whole team to make sure that those folks are unable to or able to see those videos, whether it's Facebook Live or YouTube. Um, I think about the parents sitting in their car at the field houses waiting for the practice to get done. Maybe they don't live close. And so it doesn't make sense for them to go anywhere else. I mean, that, that parent is, is sacrificing their time to be able to allow their children to play sports. And I think it really speaks to the importance of sports in our community. You know, we, we really um, value that role we play for people's emotional, physical and mental well-being.
0: What kinds of discussions are happening, you know, with coaches or referees or whatnot with with uh, the athletes to keep their spirits up during this time?
1: Mainly, it's just the ability to keep playing. I mean, that's, you know, it's been so close at different times to, you know, not looking like we're going to be able to play or, you know, something falling through. I think as long as we're able to keep playing in some form, I think that gives people hope. And I'm not saying that there may not come a day when we have to put the pause button uh, for a little bit um, before we get going again. But, you know, just that camaraderie of sports, the ability to get together in some form with friends and make new relationships. I mean, I think that's just very important in people's
0: lives. You know, it's certainly important to keep perspective that, you know, there's a vaccine on the way and this is is hopefully a temporary issue and uh, we will get back to normal at at some point. Um, What are things that that um, those you serve can, can help do to, to protect the community and, and slow the spread of the virus.
1: Absolutely, and I, I know everyone's tired of hearing all the, the, the cliche things, but it's honestly, it's the best things we can do, you know, if we can spread apart, if we can limit numbers, if we can wear a mask, if we're around anyone at all, um, you know, if you have some sort of symptoms, if you have been exposed, stay home, um, one game, one practice, two games, it's not worth it. You know, let's, let's live to fight another day and, and, and get better or, you know, just be able to participate under safe and safer circumstances. In terms of the community's well-being, I, I just encourage everyone uh, to be kind and patient with one another, especially those you don't agree with. Everyone's individual situation is different, as well as their life experiences that led them to believe what they believe. We're all in this together and the most effective way to get out of it is to work together.
0: Uh, just the, the last thing we, we know, as you mentioned that the um, Johnson County Park and Recreation District updated its guidance very re- recently in order to comply with the new public health order. Can you talk about where uh, people can find that to get more information?
1: Yeah, it's on our website, jsecurity.com or, you know, it's very easy to Google jcprd sports and it'll bring you right there. So we post that to make sure everyone's aware of what the expectations are. And another important role as we're talking that we play in the community is we share this guidance with others. So we have a direct line to the health department um, and talk to them all the time. And so once we get this guidance, we know the health department doesn't have all the time in the world. So we'll, we'll talk to other community partners, other like type agencies in, the, uh, in Johnson County, uh, actually not only Johnson County, but also the Metro and also our state organization. So everyone kind of receives the benefit of the advice and the professional opinions that we receive.
0: All right, that's great. Are there any other activities or anything that, that we need to talk about that are being handled a little bit differently because of the pandemic?
1: Well, I, I can't speak for too many of them. Um, I know golf has has played pretty much throughout. I think maybe it took a week or two off and there, there really hasn't been been much issue there. Now they do sanitize the carts quite frequently and, and they do those type of activities, um, but that that's a sport that lends itself to, to uh, keeping distance from one another and such. Um, different room rentals and shelter rentals have limits on how many folks you can have and and so, you know, I think it's best that if you want to participate in an activity, do a little bit of research just so you know what you're, um, what, what you're going to be looking at uh, for your activity. It, it seems easier if you know what you're going into than just discovering as you show up. So we have a wealth of activities and some of them look different. Some of them are online where they w- weren't online before. Um, and so, be creative, try something new. Um, 50 plus puts out cooking classes and exercise classes and such all online. Um, And so there has been opportunity through this pandemic for innovation, if you will.
0: All right, and I know as always, you guys encourage everyone to stay active even during the winter months, even during a pandemic, there are still ways that people can stay active and engaged.
1: Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with a cold walk in a park. <laughs>
0: that sounds good. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And we'll of course have a link to uh, JCPRD's page where you can get more information about these revisions and modifications so that winter sports can continue.
1: You just heard Joko on the go. Join us next time for more everything Johnson County. Have a topic you want to discuss? We want to hear from you. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at JocoGov. For more on this podcast, visit jocogov.org forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening.